You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. You know what? It's amazing how we're starting a brand new series on overcoming family worries, acronymed OFW, because we really want to focus on families of, as, as Audie was saying, you know, of all shapes and sizes. But what we also want to do is give a special word to those who are, have an OFW member in the family. And what we're going to do in the entire series is we're going to work on the whole epic drama of Joseph. Can everybody say Joseph? Joseph, not of the New Testament, but of the Old Testament. We're going to go through his whole life and we're going to work on him for three to four talks. So th- this, is, this is an incredible thing. Reason, ask me why. Because Joseph was an OJW, overseas Jewish worker. And there was only one difference. He could not send balik bayan boxes back home. In fact, when, when, when I hear the word balikbayan box, I immediately remember an old story that you probably have heard before. But since I'm holding the microphone, I'm going to share it again with you. Can you pretend that you've never heard this before? The story of the Filipino family who was grieving here in the Philippines because the mother died in the U.S. And then the sister in the U.S. sends the body of the mother in a coffin and so they're here and they're around the coffin of their mom and they're grieving and then they notice something strange it's her face was why was it like her face was practically touching the glass and they say what's wrong they opened the coffin they saw the letter of ate on the chest of their mom and with trembling fingers The father picked it up, opened it, and started reading. And this is the letter. Can I read for you? Okay. My dear family, so sorry. I couldn't fly there with mama. The fare is very high. I hope you understand. You will find inside the coffin, under mama's body, 12 cans of spam. (laughs) Divide it among yourselves. On Mama's feet is a brand new pair of Reeboks for Junior. Behind her head are two more pairs of Reeboks for Kiko and Pat. Mama is wearing six Ralph Lauren t-shirts. One for Manong and the rest for the nephews. Mama is wearing four pairs of Levi's for Kuya and his cousins. The Seiko watch Mama is wearing is for Papa. Mama is also wearing six Wonder Bras and six Victoria's Secret underwear. Please divide among yourselves. I hope you like the color red. Your loving sister, Nene. P.S. Please find a dress for Mama for burial. You know... OFW families, they, they, they love that story. Because for them, they were telling me, this is so real. Not literally, but figuratively, it's so real. And Joseph, 
You know, when, when you go through his story, it, it's so similar. One, one similarity is that he was forced. This was not his option to work abroad. But he was forced there. You ask any OFW, and most of them will say, they'd rather stay here in the Philippines. But because of economic reasons, they're forced to go there. So we're going to start his story. Are you ready? Here it is. We begin in Genesis chapter 37, verse 3. It begins with his father describing... This is what happened. Now Israel, it describes his father. Israel is the name of the, fa- of the father of Joseph. Loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. Because that's where the problem is, okay? More than his other sons because he has been born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe for him. So what do you call this? Starts with the letter F. Parents, raise your hand. Parents, raise your hand. Can I talk to you? Parents. Never, do you hear me? Never play favorites. If there's a mom or a dad beside you, just, just elbow and, and say, never play favorites. Oh, by the way, I'd like to greet my favorite youngest son. Happy birthday today. Francis. Francis is my favorite youngest son. My favorite eldest son is leading the youth ministry right now. So... You cannot have favorites with your children. Ask me why. Parents, what's going to happen is this. You're going to be planting the seeds of entitlement, envy, and enmity. You get that? All right. Let's go on. Verse 4. When his brothers saw that their father loved him, Joseph, more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Here's why. Verse 5. Joseph, this, is, this exacerbates the story. This exacerbates the hatred. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. This was the dream. Verse 6. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly, this is Joseph talking, okay? While your sheaf, I'm sorry, when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright. While your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. My dear friends, when you talk, and some people here like to talk, some more than others, yes, When you talk, be careful why you talk. You see, Joseph, because he had this blessing from God, that he was favored, you know, and he had this gift of dreams, and he had the ability to interpret dreams. You know, when every time you are blessed, here's the thing, never brag about your blessings. Touch somebody beside you. Tell that person, just in case he's not listening. Never brag about your blessings. When you are especially material blessings, yes or no? Be low-key about it. You know, the reason why many people brag about their blessings and flaunt their material blessings, it's out of insecurity. Yes or no? I know of one guy, he told me, 
you know, he loves wearing designer clothes. And, 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 and in our conversation, you know what he said? Brother Bo, if I'm not wearing designer clothes, I feel naked. You know, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. But, but some people, they like flaunting and they like bragging about their blessings. And this is what's going to happen to you. Ask me what? You're going to have more enemies than you should have had. And that's what happened to Joseph. Joseph, he was blessed. He knew he was blessed, but he would talk about it. And his brothers hated him some more. You know when you are blessed, don't brag about it. Use it as a blessing to others. Here's the thing. And this is just my personal opinion, okay? This is not black and white. I'm not asking you to believe in this, but this is my opinion that if Joseph did not brag about his blessings, but instead served his brothers, they would not have hated him. And maybe the story would have changed. But anyway, this is what happened. He... he I be, this is again my opinion. My opinion is that he lacked humility. And when you do not have humility, what's going to happen is that when you lack humility, I think you need to get ready for humiliation. Because God opposes the proud. The book of James says that. God opposes the proud. And, and when you understand that, think about it. Uh, can, you, can you just remind again? Again, you, you might not get that. Can, can you tell somebody beside you? Tell your neighbor. When you lack humility, get ready to be humiliated. You understand me? Sometimes we, we become so proud because we're so blessed. Because we have this and we have that. We're enjoying that. We're enjoying this. We, Please understand that God opposes the proud. This is what happened to Joseph. Pampered by Papa. All the brothers working in the field, sweating, dirty, with muddy feet. He would walk around with his designer robe given by Papa. Walking in leathered sandals with his pedicured toenails. That's not in the Bible. I'm just adding it. For drama. All of that, in one snap, he became, he was humiliated. His brothers, this is wrong, this is wrong, but that's what they did. In, in their, in blinded by envy and anger, they grabbed their brother, they stripped him of his clothes, they threw him in a pit, and then they sold him as a slave to the Egyptians, to, to, to some traders, the traders sold him to the Egyptians. All of a sudden, gone! Gone! All the blessings. And, and he became a slave. And then, l let's read that. Let's read what happened. Genesis 30. 30, where am I? Wow, here it is. Uh, 30, verse 3. In spite of this, because when he became a slave, that's when he, you know, you know when, you're, when you're up there, many times we, we lack humility. But it is when you're down here, that's when you begin to look up. Am I making sense? And that's, Joseph began to learn humility and, and faith. And he started saying, God is with me. God is with me. God, I need you. Verse 3, chapter 39. Let's read together. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. 
and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. When his master saw him, that the Lord was with him. Everybody say that. That the Lord was with him. And that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar, that's the name of his master, put him in charge of his household. And he entrusted to his care everything he owned. That would have been a nice happy ending. The end. You know, because in spite of being a slave, God favored him. And now, he was mayordomo of the household of Potiphar. The end. And it would have been nice there. But nope, didn't end there. Verse 6 and 7. Now Joseph was well built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. Actually, you should read it. Come to bed with me. Joseph, at this point, was a man for God. Was a man, you know, in, in the midst of the, all the struggles and humiliation, he grew in his faith, he grew in his spiritual life, and he was able to say no to the temptation. And because he said no to the temptation, the woman, the wife of Potiphar, his master, was spurned, felt spurned, felt rejected, and she shouted, rape! And, and falsely accused Joseph was thrown into prison. <sighs> Think about that. You're now in prison. You did not do anything wrong. And let's read. <laughs> but while Joseph was there, be, before I read this, before I read this, can, can you understand this concept? Everybody say, I'm listening. Blessing and curse, they're made of the same raw material. You understand me? No, no, you, didn't. you don't understand me. Can, can I say it again? Blessing and curse are made of the same raw material. Your action will determine if that thing becomes a blessing or a curse. Can I explain? Fire. It's good. It's a blessing. You cook your food and it gives you life. It can be a curse. It burns and it kills. Yes or no? Money. It's a blessing. But if you focus on the blessing and forget the blesser, it becomes a curse. A job in a foreign country can be a blessing, but it can also be a curse if you forget to make God the center of your life. I remember talking to a guy from Saudi. Looked like a wrestler. My gosh, huge man. But the whole time I was talking to him, he was crying and crying like a little baby. Sobbing. He told me, Brother Bo, I wish I didn't go to Saudi. My wife left me for another man. My daughter is pregnant now, out of wedlock. My son, he's taking drugs. I went to Saudi for my family, but in the process, I lost my family. You know that story? That story is not unusual. You hear that many times. And I'm saying this to you now. Blessing and curse, they're made of the same raw material. It's your action that will make it a blessing. It's your action that will make it a curse. Are you listening to me? And, and the reason why I'm sharing you that is, is that Joseph, you know, he was well built and he was handsome. And then, of course, the master, you know, 
Good looks. Is it a blessing or is it a curse? It depends. Right? And, and what, what Joseph experienced. By the way, I mean, I can relate, you know, to... Uh, I, I'm sorry, you, you should not brag about your blessings. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But, you know, when Joseph was in prison, can everybody stand up? We're going to end with his reading. Um, Genesis chapter 39, verse 20. Let's read together. But while Joseph was there in the prison, let's read that out loud. The Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care. Because what? <laughs> Woo! And gave him success in whatever he did. So wherever Joseph went, whether it be in the pit, or whether it be as a slave in Egypt, whether it be in a prison, the Lord was with him. You know, I was talking to a, a guy, a great, great man, you know, good, big heart, huge business. And, and he told me something beautiful. He said, Brother Bo, I've been running my business for 23 years. And I want you to know it's, it has been, had its ups and had its downs. And I, every time... I go through a crisis or a storm or a difficulty. I say four words. You know, I'm, I'm going to negotiate something for the company. I'm talking to the suppliers. And before I enter the room, I say over and over again, God is with me. God is with me. God is with me. You know, and then I enter that room with confidence. I sit at the table and, and, and in front of that person. And I, I smile and I, I say, you know, what I, I need to say. And, and he says every day. I say that God is with me. God is with me. There's a whole economic recession in the country. Sales are down. Businesses are closing left and right. What do I do? I go to my room. I close the door. I sit down and I say, God is with me. I'll survive this. God is with me. I'll survive this. And his business began to boom as the years went by. You know what? I can relate. I do. Because a few years ago, I went through depression. And my depression lasted for four months. Where I would wake up in the morning and I didn't want to stand up. I, I, would, I would remove the blanket over my face, realize it's, it's morning, and cover my face again. I didn't want to face the whole day. It, it went on. It's like there was this thick, dark cloud over my head, over my life. And there were those fleeting moments when sometimes I will ask myself, I wish life would end now. Sometimes you, you think of those illogical thoughts when you're depressed. You know what made me pull through those four months of depression? Every day, I would say to God, God, I don't feel you. I don't hear you. I don't see you. But my mind says, what I read in the Bible, that you are with me. And you're going to see me through. Every day I to hold on to that statement, God is with me. And you know what helps so much? 
what helped so much were friends who came knocking on the door. They knew I was in that state, emotional, down, and they would come to me and they would sit beside me on the couch and then they will say, Bo, we know what you're feeling. You don't have to talk. We'll just be here. And they'll just stay there for an hour, sometimes two hours, sometimes three hours. And sometimes I'll say something and they'll, they'll listen. And sometimes they'll tell a story and I'll listen. But because of those friends who were the presence of God to me, I pushed through. I hope you join a light group, by the way. We're having one, an opening, and we're going to have a campaign next Sunday. Hope you join because we need those friends. We really, really do. Are you ready to pray with me? Isaiah 41 says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. You know, when your daughter, when your little girl knocks at the middle of the night of the bedroom and says, Mommy, I'm afraid. What will you tell her, Mommy? Will you explain to your little daughter, Anak, there's nothing to fear. What are you afraid of? Ghost? Monster? There's none. This, the, uh, robbers? You, you don't have to explain. You only say these three words. Mommy is here. That's all. God is telling you that right now. Are you worried? Are you afraid? I am here. Put your hands over your chest. Embrace your God. And say this after me. Father, thank you for being here. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your power. I believe you are with me. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.